Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode it's the week of january 9th 2019 this is episode 190 and i am your host chris randazzo joining me tonight tonight as always is violent armor smith karen randazzo i have spoken and ig nurse droid evan goldstein this is the way <laughs> you know there was no other option for right well i, I had like, to write down both of them i was gonna them. take one and he was gonna take the <laughs> other one we just didn't That's know it. what was gonna happen until it happened <laughs> There's no other option because we're obviously talking about the the Mandalorian. It's the new year and we're back in action. Finally ready to talk about that wonderful Star Wars show that uh that all the the cool kids have been talking about. Has the child warmed our hearts? What exactly is the dark saber? Is this in fact the way? We're about to find out. But before we go any further, here's your weekly reminder that you can email us at mail at geekade.com. Just include the words this week's episode in the subject line. You can let us know what you think of our show, what topics you would like us to discuss in the future, or just say hello, because we always want to hear from you, the listener. Happy New Year, folks. How you doing? Evan, I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever. It has been a bit. It has, it has, you know, been been a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah how, I have also not talked to each other this yeah. whole time. We're just, you know, it's been very difficult living in the same house and not talking. But Ships passing in the night. But you know what? We really wanted to, to save it for the podcast. So <laughs> that's you know, true dedication right there. Silent dinners. <laughs> Kids are dancing around. The raise of an eyebrow. Like, nope. Hold, hold that. Save Don't say anything. Show. There's been sign language and messaging, <coughs> but no actual speech. Gone through a lot of post-it notes. Oh man, so many post-it notes. <laughs> so, what did you guys <laughs> this do? This segment for- sponsored by 3M. Uh, yeah, Evan, what what did you do for the holidays? Huh. So for for New Year's Eve, I did nothing. Angela and I stayed in. We watched. Uh, what did we watch? We watched like a like a couple of movies, and we did a puzzle. And that has now become a thing. Like we did a puzzle last year, and I like it. I, I'm not a big go out and drink kind of guy. And sitting at home with my loved ones and watching TV and doing a puzzle, I'm good with that. I am officially ancient. I see. To me, you sound young because, like, I remember when Karen and I were first like together and living together, and my dream night was when we'd stay in and watch tv and play scrabble you know (laughs) those were the good times i'm looking back on that fondly so if you're ancient then i don't know what Uh, the hell i am okay okay cool i (laughs) now that makes me feel better thank you (laughs) but no it was it was was a, a wonderful evening um thankfully i actually like turned to my phone like three and a half seconds before midnight to see the 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 countdown timer because i don't have tv we didn't watch the the ball drop or anything like that so we caught it 
and and it was a great evening. <coughs> Wonderful. Nice. What'd you guys do? Yeah, I uh, I um, yeah, we also stayed in. I, I remember staying up until midnight, like just barely. Like I had, you know, stayed up happy. Like we were in bed. It's like Happy New Year, and then by twelve oh one, I was asleep. <laughs> yeah, un- like unfortunately, my work schedule is now keeping me at work till earliest eleven thirty at night. So I'm not getting to bed till about two. <laughs> I hate your job. <laughs> yeah. So it was just hey, I'm I I, I woke up at nine thirty in the morning or ten. So I'm still awake, and unfortunately, she, she doesn't. She's just not keeping the same schedule I am. I felt bad. But hey, it was a holiday. <laughs> Sorry, I'm tired. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Karen, why, why don't you let the world know what we did for New Year's? Oh, um, well, we, uh, our son is six, and it's been... A long road with us in Star Wars, because uh, it's very important to Chris that he curated his son's Star Wars experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, we finally felt like he was ready recently to start in experiencing the original trilogy, so he watched A New Hope, and he liked that. And that was all he had seen, because it's a little difficult to show him these, because our daughter is not ready to see them. And she's also around all the time <laughs> she just won't leave <clears throat> so the only way to to get him get get him time to see these is it like put her to bed a little early and let him stay up a little late so we watched uh empire a couple days before new year's and then on new year's eve we stayed up late and we watched return of the jedi with our son and it was adorable hmm. uh he loved it good that was the uh, that was the question. Not his favorite. Uh, it was the only one he found really scary. He was scared of the emperor. He was scared when Luke surrendered himself because he was afraid something bad was going to happen. Which mm-hmm. he like he was more scared of that than like actual force lightning. Okay. So I don't know, but uh, he did like it. He's a, a boy there, and then the, I guess the following weekend we showed him Last Jedi. Or no, Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. Excuse yeah. me, sorry, I'm f- screwing up the Star Wars stuff. It's okay, you're not Chris. I just have to go commit <laughs> Harry Carey after the show. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, so we have a, a full, full flown, full fledged Star Wars fan. It was a success. Uh, he he w- took up crayons and paper and drew himself a picture of Star Killer Base in the Death Star and hung it up next to his bed. Nice. So yeah, so. yeah. He's really into the ships and stuff like the. The ships, what are they called? What noises do they make? So I'm like, I'm both excited and somewhat dreading theoretically taking him to see The Rise of Skywalker because uh, I, I, I have you seen it? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think so, but just in case, nope. uh, you've, you've, you see this uh, a bit of this shot in the trailer, but the, you know, one of the big, you know, hey, big spoilers, everybody, but uh, one of the big things at the end in the finale is a ridiculous amount of ships show up okay to fight this new sith fleet and i mean it's just hundreds of ships and he is going to want to know the names of everyone (laughs) (laughs) and i'm a star wars fan but i'm not that deep into the minutia i know like maybe five but i mean like it's it is a giant wide shot of literally hundreds of ships and it's like it's not a fleet it's 
it's as they say in the movie it's just people like they, they went and rallied Randos. everybody right. to come yeah. you have a ship come help us fight these assholes so you remember and, those uh, posters that came out usually they, it was comic book themed but it was like a giant group shot of everybody from across and then like on uh-huh. the back it would have them silhouetted and numbered so that you could they, like <laughs> you can name them oh god i i wish wish they would do that for these ships because he, he he asked me these questions all the time like even when we're watching the movies like we were just watching the force awakens so what's that ship it's it's kylo ren's transport well what's it called i don't know it's Steve. kylo ren's transport it's a it's a tie flopper scepter i don't know <laughs> It's Does like, he? Buy, can you? Can you do that? Can you make stuff up? I'm sure I could make stuff up, okay. but I have a tendency to make stuff up that always involves really silly words. I'm not very good at making stuff up that sounds reasonable. So I'm sure if I could come up with something good, I could make something up for him. But you know what? He's going to remember that, and he's going to fact check me when he's old enough to do. That. <laughs> Dad, a moment, please. You Flop said this scepter. was a tie flopper scepter, and it there's no such ship. <laughs> two things first how dare you <laughs> yeah you're you're really gonna he's gonna be leaning hard on the well actually yeah he is he's, he's gonna be leaning hard on the you know what we should i should try to find is a a star wars like ship encyclopedia oh man he would love that and that's got to exist well, they definitely have uh the visual encyclopedia yeah yeah but i wonder if there's one for ships there must well, be well there's yeah, a there whole there's a, a game if a, a board game or a tabletop game of some sort that just involves the star wars ships oh yeah i think that's a little above his pay grade but um, right, no no what i would say like there has to be some sort of catalog yeah there there just has to be mm. and speaking of speaking of coolness um like cool new new technology uh karen you're you're messing around with this show on your christmas present are you not your uh, your show notes and stuff which well, not right this second. Oh, not right this second. Oh, yeah, you're not using it. it right I told now. you it, it had a charge. Oh, that's but... right. It needed to charge. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I I got Karen a a new iPad for Christmas so that Ooh. she's not using her ancient iPad from seven years ago, which you know seven years ago is a dog's age. Yeah, like literally in, in, in iPad years, that's like you know chiseling. On yeah, rocks. yeah. It is. It is a stone tablet, <laughs> and she has a chisel for a pen. Yes. Yeah. So uh, say farewell, listeners, to me cursing out my iPad on the show because <laughs> <laughs> the new one's very pretty. It runs very fast. I just need to remember to charge it, which I would have done if I hadn't been up at three o'clock in the morning with our daughter. So, uh, yeah, it's wonderful. It's beautiful. I intend to use it a lot more than I used the old one because it works way better. <laughs> That makes it that uh, makes it easier. Just to tie it back into the show, it works really well for watching TV on. Ah, ooh. I did. I have I have watched some things on it. I watched like a, a call the midwife holiday special on it for sure. Because <laughs> you know, because you know. I because I'm me. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> That's a pretty good segue to actually start talking about the kinds of stuff that we've been watching. Um, I guess uh, I, I, outside of the stuff that we've watched together, Karen, what have you been? Uh, what have you been doing to pass the time? Uh, I haven't a lot, had a lot of time to pass, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but yeah, once the once the uh, holiday stuff cleared, and I had watched all my Christmas shows and movies, I I watched some uh, more Supernatural, and uh, like I said, the Call the Midwife thing, and I finally had time to get around to The Crown, 
which the third season came out a couple of months ago now, I feel like. Re- really? Um, Already? It might have been November. I think it was November okay. or beginning of December. So, but anyway, yeah. Um, so, so I'm like, quick question. Yeah. Now, I what is okay? I think we're current with Supernatural, mm-hmm. but when is is I I was so close. I spoilers. I was so close to being happy when I saw Jack just fizzle away, and then they threw a pair of sunglasses on him. Uh huh. How long does that last for? Um, only a couple of episodes, okay. but oh my god, I, I enjoyed that character so much more than I enjoyed I Jack. I just wanted him gone. <laughs> like, just Yeah, go I know, but it, at least he's not stupid, naive baby Jack. He's um, like, he's kind of, he's a snarky demon, and I enjoy him. Okay. Way better. But I was actually just picking picking up my, my rewatch back in season nine. Mm. <laughs> um. But yeah, so I th- I'm four episodes into a ten episode season of The Crown. Olivia Coleman is nailing it as the queen. Helena Bonham Carter is nailing it as her sister. Uh, everything else, like, unfortunately, the time that I've had to watch it, I've also been doing other things, which that's kind of not a show you can do that with. Yeah, you gotta pay attention to it's it. It's very slow paced and very somber and very quiet. So there's a lot going on where there's no dialogue and it's kind of like, okay, wait, what did I miss? <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's, it's good, but I don't know. Maybe it's just been too long since I've seen it that I'm just like, okay, I'm tired. What well, can we get, get all, there was, there was this, an episode about a disaster that happened. It was a mining disaster that happened in Wales. And the whole episode was focused on, like, everybody's response to this and, like, the prime minister and blah, blah, blah. And the queen, was the queen going to do anything? And she wasn't going to go. She wasn't going to. She finally went to the site of this thing. And everyone was criticizing her response to it because it was completely emotionless. And she had this big speech at the end about her whole life she'd been like that. And she didn't know what was wrong with her for not being able to, like, cry when sad things happen. Wow. So, like, the the last scene of the episode is she's listening to a recording of a, a hymn that people sang at the uh, memorial for the victims of this disaster. Mm-hmm. And it's a static shot on her face for, like, over a minute, watching a tear slowly well up in her eye wow. and finally roll down her face. It was an amazing shot. But the whole show is like that. I'm just like, I don't have the patience to sit here and watch this all day. <laughs> I'm tired. I got things to do. 30 seconds skip. 37. Okay, there it is. <laughs> I mean, it was an incredible feat of directing and acting and lighting and all this shit. But like, oh my God, I'm, I'm just too tired for this right now. <laughs> so my recommendation is if you're going to watch The Crown, do it when you have time to focus on it. Nice. How about you, Evan? Yeah, what have you been? Uh, what have you been watching? Um, outside of catching up with <coughs> Supernatural, um, I tried out a couple of newer new shows. I guess um, I checked out that the the Dracula Netflix. Oh, yeah? yeah, it's three episodes. I made it through one. Oof. Um, That's the Moffat one, right? Yeah, yeah. Was Moffat Moffating all over the place? 
Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't understand how he could do that with Dracula, but he, he did. Found a way. He did. Um, I, 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 I don't know what I expected because it's it's the same tale of Dracula, like, but they're 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 putting a, a, a different sort of twist in it so that Dracula has an adversary and it's an adversary that you're sort of familiar with. But in a, there's a new take on it, so I I don't know. I'm gonna try to watch this. Uh, they're an hour and a half long each, right? So it's a movie, like Sherlock's. you know. And I uh, it was the first one. I was like, okay, I was I was happy when it was done, kind of thing. Like it as a show, it should have been three half hour episodes, maybe two forty five minutes, you know, just break that up. But. Um, <clears throat> I also, someone had asked me for it and to check it out, the the um, the new Harley Quinn cartoon that's on the DC Universe. Oh, yeah. I saw a commercial for that. And I watched it. I'm going to, right out the gate, I enjoyed it. But when I say, like, adult cartoon, like, I don't mean Archer or, or Family Guy. Like, the amount of... Uh, violence and 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 vulgarity like it was it's shocking to me that it's a cartoon and that that dc is going with it now granted i enjoyed the hell out of it it was fun but there's a lot of cussing there's a lot of brains splattering and people's legs breaking and and it wasn't what i expected and this this time i was pleasantly surprised i was like oh interesting take um but that's about it i mean it's there's there was a lot of supernatural to catch up on and Mm, yeah how do you how do you feel i I mean are you are you fully caught up or uh, you're not you're at the beginning of this season i am at the beginning of season 15 um we're like four or five episodes in um so I feel like they're running out of story. I, I, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm happy with it, but that's, it's know, just like it, every time I, I watch it, I'm like, who are we going to see from their past this time kind of thing? And, and that's that's everybody. A, that's a great way to do the final season. But it's it's like. Most shows do that in one episode with like a flashback kind of episode. I feel mm-hmm. like they're dragging this out for a season, so. Well, it's gonna keep going. I know. But, uh, I don't know. I I'm know. happy with it. Have they managed to escape the town with the the, the shield that they had to put over it? Uh, right? I that was the rapture. So did they get out of there? I oh, uh, what's her name? Took in all the monsters, all the the ghosts. Rowena. Yes. I, that's I think one of the last things I remember. Okay. <laughs> that. I, I like I know there's going to be other things like I there's my gut is telling me Michael's coming back that, that there's going to be a an the God thing God being mm-hmm. shot that's going to like this they're they're throwing out a lot of like loose ends. To, mm-hmm. Which I feel that they maybe 
to be fair, they have been on the air for 15 years. To bring everybody back, it's going to take a while. Yeah, and I get that. I, 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 but I feel like they're adding more ribbons to these loose ends kind of thing. So we'll see. I'm enjoying it. I mean, it's supernatural. It, it's, you know, yep. it's a storyline episode. Then it's the, the one-offs and then a storyline episode and the one-offs. And it's, it's, what, it's what I expect. So I'm enjoying it. We are enjoying it, I should say. Hmm. <sighs> I forgot it. about one thing that I didn't watch is that for the first time in like recent memory, I forgot to watch an awards show last night, you guys. Oh, oh yeah. sweet. That was Jesus. wild. Are you okay? <laughs> I am. I am. I am. I, it, was, it was up against Doctor Who, and I chose to watch Doctor Who. Absolutely want, right choice. <laughs> it wasn't even a choice, though. It was just like, what Golden Globes? <laughs> did, you didn't. I didn't even remember mention, hearing you mention them or anything like that. It was just. I knew that they were coming up, but I. I really didn't know that they were that soon. It snuck up on me, and well, you know, whatever. I didn't really feel like watching Rick, Ricky Gervais be smug anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I watched his little boy, intro speech, smug. and uh, that was. Uh, I watched that on Twitter or whatever the following day, and I was like, all right, well, that's all I needed to see. Now I can just read about the awards. <laughs> I don't need to know anything else. Uh, that's kind of fun. What have you been up to, Chris? What have you been watching? Well, uh, <laughs> I jumped into a Dragon Prince rewatch, uh, just kind of catch up on all the you know, the small bits that I'd forgotten since the last season aired and uh, and whatnot. And that was, uh, that show was just really good, man. Mm. It's really good. I am, uh, I think I'm three episodes into season three now. Uh, and it's just been great so far. I cannot wait to watch more of it. I'm constantly surprised with where it's going. It's, it's just a very smartly written show. Uh, if you dig, you know, cartoon fantasy stuff, uh, it's it's a good one. That's a darn good one. And uh, Karen and I put a, put some more time into Watchmen. We have, we what, two episodes Mrs. left? Maisel? Yeah, we watched all of all of this season of Mrs. Maisel, which was freaking stellar. <laughs> freaking spectacular. Uh, it was so good. It was exactly what I wanted to watch because it was so kind of like, you know, we watch a lot of like high fantasy stuff mm-hmm. and really complex stuff and mrs mazel is 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 very emotional it's very well done but it's also like the Light stakes and bubbly yeah it's bright and bubbly and the stakes aren't like you know the world's not going to end there's no apocalypse coming like the worst thing that's going to happen is like somebody's marriage is going to be ending or something like that um so it was a very <laughs> a very refreshing show to watch uh, it's it just still remarkably well done top to bottom and uh the season finale was Oh, it wrecked me. It was very difficult to watch. It was a slow train wreck. Oh, my God. And, like, there was was two slow slow train wrecks, right? There was the one slow train wreck that was happening all season, where every single time Alex Borstein was gambling, you and I would turn to each other and say, this is going to go badly (laughs) at some point. Gambling is is never shown in a positive light on TV. If something, someone's gambling, something (laughs) bad is going to happen. And it was kind of clever because the way they would throw, you know, the way they would throw it on screen was like throwaway jokes, kind of, until it wasn't, and then it was like, oh man! But geez, this whole—I don't want to spoil it for anybody listening. Like, I really don't. Um, there's just this whole bit that happens right at the end of the season where she's going to go do something, and then she has cold feet, and somebody says, "Oh, just do this." 
And as soon as that guy says, just do this, it's just like, oh, no, no, don't do that. He doesn't know that you know what you know. Don't do that. (laughs) And then she does it. Not exactly what I thought she was going to do, like not as overtly, but she does the thing and it's difficult to watch. And then the aftermath happens. And why isn't season four today? (laughs) Right. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. There's also an episode in the season where she spends a lot of time with the the guy, the Lenny Bruce character. Mm, Yeah. (sighs) I love this so much. I know I understand that like for the story it does not make sense to put the two of them together in a romantic context but those two actors have such great chemistry together and then like the episode that they spend together is sort of like this this date with all this like sexual tension where like ultimately the nothing happens but I, oh my god why didn't they just kiss like, what are they trying to do to me? But on the uh, opposite side of that coin, another character that she has a lot of great chemistry with was uh, Chuck. And I loved seeing him come back. He did. I didn't expect to see him again. I didn't either. And I thought it was really cool. And I loved the way that they handled all that. And then the way after that conversation, I was just like, ooh, I wonder if we're actually done with him. Like... He left, but I'm wondering if that that kind of opened the door for something else. Like, I I, I love Zach Levi, and it's it's weird seeing him like because he's still pretty ripped from Shazam. Mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> he's in. <laughs> There's a scene where he gets mad at her, and he's like going on this rant about <laughs> how like he you know terrible things happened to him, and he was always polite about it because when you were, you're as big as he is, you can't get angry because you look like an, an angry building. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah that everything about that was great uh everything about that that season of that show is is just is just wonderful um and to to, to kind of stick with a similar formula we've i've also been very thoroughly enjoying watchmen but it is far more confusing than mrs basil <laughs> oh my god so much more that show is bananas and i have to say that I've never been happier that I've read the source material. Like, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of the Watchmen comic book, but I'm so glad I know it as well as I do because I feel like it's really helping me out with this show. Yeah. Because this show just straight up assumes you know what happened in Watchmen. And if you didn't, I mean, I, I, I assume you can still get a lot out of it because my mom thought the show was great. She had no idea what was going on, but she really enjoyed it. She doesn't know shit about Watchmen. I know about Watchmen, so like, okay, I, I know these characters. I know their motivations. I know what happened. I know the deal with the squids, and it's okay. That's, that's neat, but like, this show does not waste any time telling you what happened before it, it starts. Like, there's... That's, and that's a rarity, because usually... <laughs> <laughs> shows pander to the lowest common denominator. Like, yeah, they, make sure they over-explain everything. Or at the very least, they want to lower the bar of entry enough that you don't feel lost. And they're just not even, they're just not even playing that game. You're like, no, nah, we have this much time and we're going to use it to tell this story. If you want to read more Watchmen, go read more Watchmen. You want to find out what these squids are about? Go for it. You want to know what's up with the giant blue naked guy? Go for it. No, we're not telling you. Yeah, I'm also grateful for your knowledge of the comic because at least once an episode I turn to him and I'm like, huh? was this how it was in the thing? Like, did that happen? Did they make that up? 
And like eight times out of ten, I know the answer. Nice. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I'm not a huge fan of Watchmen, but uh, I'm really digging this show. It's phenomenally done. Uh, big, big fat thumbs up. Or also, uh, you know, we're we're making progress in Dark Materials, too. It's, uh, it's yeah, good. Yeah, kind of going back and forth between the two. And his Dark Materials is, again, slower pace than yeah. Watchmen. Um, we finally reached the episode with Lin Manuel Miranda, which makes my ha- my heart happy, and we'll, I'll keep how, watching. How many for that. episodes in are you? Uh, that was the fourth episode that he showed up mm. in. Yeah, so uh, there's eight or ten, something like that. I think it's an eight episode season, just like Watchmen. But regardless, solid show. Um, you know, we 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 have the polar bear now, so that's kind of neat. Uh, nice. You know. Nice. I liked in my own little personal headcanon. I'm, I'm assuming that that's the polar bear from Lost, and this is just where he ended Ooh, up. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. That makes, makes it a completely sense different as watch. Anybody else? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there we have we've seen enough of his dark materials to know that there is a portal between the main world that we spend time in and our world, like the modern, you know, 2020. Mm-hmm. So it's possible a polar bear could have gotten through that portal. Indeed, yeah. Uh, especially with the Lost Island being all weird like it was. There uh, could be a portal on that island, for all we know. It could be. I mean, there was time travel involved. And there was a smoke monster. There was. <laughs> and a hatch. Yeah. And and smoke- Walt! <laughs> Walt! We gotta go back. We gotta go back. <laughs> I think mean, besides all that wonderful business, I did just start... Uh, briscoe county jr for the first time in a while i saw that you were watching that and it made my heart sing i i it's one of my favorite shows ever and it's one of those shows that every time i i always remember it in my head is like i love this show so much and then i go like think i'm gonna watch it and then i don't and then when i eventually do pull the trigger and start actually watching it it doesn't take me long to remember just how much I love everything about this show. It's so ridiculously good. It's such a it's such a cheesy western, but so earnestly acted, you know? It, <laughs> yes. Because it, it, cause it is 100% cheesy western. It is done in that old, old style of, like, complete absurdity. But it's got that weird twinge of sci-fi to it, and everything is just so earnestly done. I love all the characters. I love every single second of it. And it's, uh, I think this is the first time I've rewatched it since, not since having kids. I feel like it, it, it can't have been six years since I've rewatched this show. But I don't know. I'm looking at it now from the lens of like, boy, I can't wait to start showing this to my kids, you know, when they're old enough for it because it's, you know, it's, it's not age inappropriate it's a you know it has a couple of more adult themes in it but it's not like a, a modern uh, primetime drama or no, anything no. like that it was a sunday afternoon kind of thing so it's not quite saturday morning cartoons but it's like in that hercules and xena kind of yes. arena of like that level of content as it were and uh you know it's just it's about the it's about as cool as a western as i'm gonna get to show the kids to kind of understand what westerns are you know Mm -hmm. there's so much in old westerns that's i was never a huge fan of and even looking back on it now it's like well you know super super problematic it's it's pretty super super problematic you know there's a lot of really nasty portrayals of native americans and that stuff it's uh not necessarily something i want to show the kids but uh it's also 
I mean, they're they're getting enough of that stuff from Looney Tunes, you know. So they have the basics of what the Wild West is from Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. But but having you know having them having this as a show in existence to show generally genuinely what a cowboy style western is uh, to the kids in a super nerdy sort of way is just it's it's really fun. But man, I, I finished the second episode at work today, and I'm just like I can't wait to finish watching this. It's so good. It's so much fun. It's a uh, you know it's young Bruce Campbell being a, a yeah, chisel jawed Br- cowboy. You know it's great. <laughs> being young bruce campbell yeah well that's uh that 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 kind of you know perks up what i've been doing other than just uh eagerly awaiting uh what I, I saw there was an announcement that february 17th is when clone wars is coming back okay I'm very excited to see where that where that goes um well, before we move on to uh move on to our i have a question for all of you guys but before that were there any uh any things that popped up in the news lately that you guys wanted to talk about Clone Wars was really the only thing for me that that showed up in the news that really struck me. I mean, there's a lot of shows that got renewed or got debut dates that, you know, are exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just TV. I, I guess the one thing is uh, a Mo- uh, WandaVision got pushed up to this year. Yeah, that was 2021. I forgot yeah. about that. And uh, it's uh, there's been some speculation that uh, Disney Plus was like... Oh, all of a sudden they realized, like, oh, hey, Mandalorian ended and we don't have that much, like, to <laughs> follow it nothing. up with. So. There's not a lot going on there besides legacy content. So, uh... Have so you seen that meme? That 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 imagery of... Like, which hundred of them? Well, there's the one where, why have you canceled uh, your subscription to Disney Plus? And the statement oh, is, it, it's, you know, the Mandalorian has ended this is the way (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah they didn't really think that through well i mean on on the uh, yes on one hand that is true but on the other hand the amount of legacy content that's on there is like astonishing but on the other other hand a lot of that legacy content isn't as great as you remember you know Mm -hmm. like uh watching i mean like gargoyles absolutely phenomenal but like you go back to something like Darkwing Duck, like, how many people are really going to stream more than, like, four or five episodes of Darkwing Duck? Like, are you really going to blow through all the seasons of Darkwing Duck? Because it's a great show, but it's a great kids show, and it's not, it's yeah. not something you want to spend several hours a day watching, or at least that that's how it strikes Unless me. Unless you're, like, high. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you that's know, it's a funny, distinct possibility. It's, you know, I just remembered, because I have also started a rewatch of Young Justice, mm. and... I forgot how well done that show is. Oh yeah, that's there was no surprise to me that that show got canceled because it is it was not for the audience that it was aimed at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that show was very much a a grown up comic book disguised as a kids show, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. uh, it was like they they just dealt with all kinds of wacky stuff in that show. It was heady, and there were no kids. Like, that did not have the fun factor that Justice League had. No, it did not. It did not it at all. It had the super fascinating factor. It was, like, really interesting, but, like, they're not selling a lot of action figures to people other than, like, collectibles. You know, kids aren't going out and being like, I want the Aqualad figure because he's so much fun on the show. Like, no, he's not. Aqualad is zero fun on that show. He's super interesting and a great character, but he is not fun. (laughs) And that's kind of what that show was missing, was that 
kid-friendly fun, fun factor, factor that, yeah. that Justice League had, you know, and it's a great show. I still haven't watched the new season the, the, since it came yeah, back. The, I still this, haven't caught any of it. When the new seasons came out, I, I, I figured I should start at the beginning again because I haven't watched it in forever. Mm-hmm. And I I did not expect to actually sit and watch it. I, I expected to, like, put it on and just it be on in the background and then I, you know, mentally tune in for a minute or two. But I've actually sat there and watched full episodes going, wow, this is surprisingly good better than i remembered which yeah, so very much rarely happens like geez i'm trying to think like what was it the third season was when it got canceled mm-hmm. and like the whole thing with with aqualad being a turncoat but not really and you don't find out to the end of the season and like i was artemis the- was presumed dead or somebody else was presumed dead or actually dead and I just there was so much wacky like there was it was a comic book it was the kind of thing that DC pulls in their comic books now mm-hmm. not aimed at kids or people who aren't already into this stuff it's not a very welcoming show no it is not it is not but yeah that just reminded me I am enjoying that quite a bit so well I guess if there's no other uh, major news stuff we wanted to talk about I did have a question that I wanted to ask everybody. Uh, and that is, what show are you looking forward to most this year? Okay, question about your question. Okay. New or returning? Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> Doesn't matter what it is, what thing that is coming up on TV sometime this year are you most excited about? Karen, why don't you start? I already got mine. Go for it. Doctor Who. <laughs> ah, yeah, Come that's on. happening right now. Um, which I, you know, obviously <laughs> didn't mention earlier, but that's because uh, it's almost definitely going to be a main topic in the next couple of weeks. But I mean, just um, just to real quick, that just has not disappointed at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you don't like it, I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't either. <laughs> and like, seriously, I, I, I will say this just about that for the first episode. I was kind of trailing off a little bit in the beginning. Like, I thought it was pretty cool, but it was like... It was a little slow to get going okay, in the first yeah, episode. I won't something. argue. And like... There's no question in my mind that that was 100% intentional, that it was just Mm -hmm. totally luring us into this false sense of like, yeah, you know what's going on. This is the plot. You've seen it before. It's nice and safe, but it's good. It's solid Doctor Who. And then that thing happened. And I was just like, I put down the phone. I was like, are you what? (laughs) And then the second episode was all that. It was all 100%. What? Oh, it was ridiculous. That um, anybody seriously, anybody out there who is just crapping on new Doctor Who, I saw was looking for news stories the other day, and I saw a whole thing posted about like, oh, the live TV ratings for new Doctor Who, or they're they're circling the toilet. The show's tanking. It's terrible. And it's like, no, that's the live viewing on BBC America. Like, of course that's down. Nobody wants to watch this on BBC America. Like, if I had the patience, I would wait till the next day and watch it somewhere where I could stream it so I don't have to watch BBC America to do it. Um, no, it's great. It's great. Uh, aside from that, because that already came out, so it shouldn't really count. Uh, I think I'd say mine is uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good call. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah nice, nice. I'm, pretty pretty jazzed about that too that's one of those things that i think about it just kind of sits in the back of my head like yeah i'm sure that'll be fine and then i think for like more than five seconds about it and i think about the way those two characters have interacted in the movies like oh yeah that's gonna be great (laughs) (laughs) that's gonna be a lot of fun (laughs) i forgot those two have a really fun relationship so that's that's great 
What about you, Evan? Uh, for me, it was a toss-up between two, um, one returning and one new. I can't wait to see uh, the second season of, of um, The Boys. Okay. I, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed the hell out of the season one, and <coughs> I can't. I want to see where, they t- where they're taking that show. Um, a new one that I'm interested in is Lock and Key. Oh, my goodness. That's that came be- up today. Do you know why? Why? Carlton Cuse is involved in, in Lock and Key. Okay. Also involved in Briscoe County Jr. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There it is. But yeah, that's that's a great pick. I'm very interested in that one because I think we've mentioned on the show before. I don't really know how they're going to translate that into. That's my that's my curiosity. That's <laughs> it's like I want to see what they're going. Not I don't want it to fail, but I can't picture in my mind how they're going to pull it off successfully. So I'm curious to see is what they're going to do with it. Yeah, it's it's such a weird story, but it was fascinating. Uh, and I never read the last volume, uh, which I, I bought, but I never wound up reading. I should really get around to that before this show premieres, mm-hmm. uh, given that, that, that series a reread, because it was wild, like yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I was kind of surprised, because as I was looking that up, um, I also saw that the Jupiter's Legacy is getting a TV treatment. Really? Yeah, which... Huh. I loved that comic. I cannot. I don't know when that's coming because it was just you know one of those. It's coming or it's in pre-production kind of thing. Yeah. Then why the last man, Sandman, like all of these comic book properties that are not the big two. Like because now the big two are Warner Brothers and Disney. Like we they ha- they're going to well, start yeah. fishing in other ponds, which is great because there's a lot of good comic book content out there well really this is all we're we're finally seeing the the spoils of walking dead you know mm-hmm. that was just this this total wild shot it was it, it was it caught fire humongously and then everybody started buying up rights to comic books they're like oh my god walking dead is super popular wait you're you mean to tell me that there's actual storylines already written in comic books that we can adapt to TV shows? With, with Who knew? pictures that I don't even have to do a storyboard for? Wait a this minute. This is amazing. <laughs> Who saw this coming? And so that, because we we started hearing about that stuff, I was still working at the comic book shop at the time where, where studios were buying this stuff up, and I remember hearing about the boys eons ago and then the, it would, so it finally happened. You know, we're because we're, clearly this stuff takes a lot of there's a lot of rights to to negotiate, and there's a lot of uh, you know work that goes into you know how are you going to pull off the visuals for some of this kind of stuff. So we're we're seeing those spoils now from mm-hmm. you know things that wheels that started turning in motion years ago, and they're coming out great. I was just I was just gushing about Watchmen, how incredible that is, uh, and yeah. that's not even you know directly pulled from existing comic books. That's a sequel to a comic book. Right. So so like um, they're actually they're but they're they're staying true to the source material, which is always the right mm-hmm. play. Yes, yes, indeed. I mean, I, and uh, yeah. also with the Marvel stuff, I would have absolutely thrown in Moon Knight because that is truly what I'm most excited for. But I do not have a solid release date, so I'm just assuming that it's not coming out in 2020. Yeah, I don't feel now, like that's a 2020 thing. I, I feel like that's kind of 2021. Yeah. So, but you have no idea. I mean, you may have a little bit of an idea I mean, of how excited I am. I have some idea. <laughs> we, uh, we we've known you a long time. So. Yeah. But uh, no, no, I, I would, I would be shocked and amazed if that was a show for this year. That seems like a, that yeah. seems like a next year kind of a thing. 
Yeah, and and there's still they. This is my favorite part of when a new show is coming out, or they they start to talk about a property that is existing. So, you know, who do you see playing this part? And the 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 variety of faces that they Photoshop into the character. That's like Harry Potter. Sure. Really, Dan Radcliffe as yeah. Moon Knight. Sure. Why not? I don't okay. care. Put it on the screen. Let me see it. <laughs> I'll be the judge afterwards. I would be really like I don't know a lot about Moon Knight, but I would be really surprised to see him do that. I, it all it's just is a it needs to be an actor that could play three parts convincingly. And um and have a they have to have that physical presence. Yeah. You know, Moon Knight has a physical presence. So in in um oh damn it, I just lost his name. The guy who's playing uh the young Professor Xavier. Oh God! James He's McAvoy. In- James McAvoy. Yeah, James McAvoy. So I win. The <laughs> the the split I think is the name of the movie, where he has multiple. It's the Shyamalan yeah. Ding Dong movie. So yeah. that <laughs> that the way he pulls that off. Now I don't. I can't see him like that guy playing the part, but the way he presents that character was done so well and so seamlessly like that's what needs to happen and i don't know if anybody i didn't know he could do that until i saw that he could do it so i i mean it's got to be somebody who is like a chameleon but i really wanted to be somebody we don't know i wanted to be a relative unknown Mm -hmm. to play this character because the character is a relative unknown you know it's he's a niche character and bringing that bringing that to life i think is a really cool opportunity to get somebody like you know who knew who charlie cox was before daredevil and uh you know after i mean angie angie did because she watched that movie where he they there was a fantasy movie about the star falling from the sky and it was the girl i stardust that's the one he was in that yeah he was the he was the lead male I don't remember much about that movie other Neither than I did enjoyed I. And it. then we, I've watched it multiple times because it's one of those fall asleep movies. And then she said, "That's that's Charlie. That's Charlie Cox." I went, "Okay, who's that?" He's like, "It's Daredevil." And then I squinted <laughs> and tilted my head to the right. And I went, "Oh shit, it is! Look at that! Now I can't yeah. unsee it." <laughs> uh. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to. I like the fact that there's the opportunity for my geekdom to to shine now on the TV screen. That's I do I'm... know the feeling. What about you, Chris? What are you looking forward to? Well, thank you for asking. Uh, uh, for me, it's one of those things that I'll just be sitting, working or doing something and thinking to myself, and then it'll just randomly pop into my head. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a new season of Cobra Kai this year. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and that's without a doubt. That fills me with joy every single time that that pops into my head. Like... I cannot wait to find out what happens next because that show is just astonishing to me. <laughs> it's it's another one of those shows that I look at and say, "How dare you be this good? <laughs> like, how very dare you?" And uh, it's it, it that amazes was Yahoo, me. Right? Is that Yahoo? Was it? What was that? No. YouTube. YouTube. That's what it was. YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, it's U- YouTube Red. Which uh, seriously does like, it even exist anymore? Well, I mean, I, I'm sure it does. I get asked to join every, like, five times a day. Just, like, hey, you, you want to sign up? You want to sign up for some YouTube Red, huh? Well, you want to watch the sole purpose of putting Cobra Kai out, YouTube Red will stay in existence. Yeah. 
But anyway, I'm I that's 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 my that's my number one. Nice. Uh, you know, Clone Wars is kind of up there just because I'm really interested to see what they have left, like how they're going to tackle what's left of the, to tell of the Clone Wars. But really, Cobra Kai is just where it's at. That show is amazing to me, and I'm very excited for it. Cool. Well, that was a fun way to kick off uh, kick off the year. So um, we're going to take ourselves a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the Mandalorian. Uh, and I'll try to keep my uh, I'll try to keep it to a minimum. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to keep my meanness in check. So yeah, uh, uh, we'll be back in a few minutes. You're listening to Geek. You're listening to this week's episode from Geekade.com. Stick around. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Hey guys, Vestlord Dean DeFalco here to tell you that we have a Twitch. Uh, yeah, Geekade has a Twitch, and we are streaming at least once a week. Uh, every Thursday, we are on from 6 to 11. That's five solid hours of me failing at whatever game is uh, going on that week. You want to see me cry? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me achieve a massive victory? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me eat food? Muckbane right there. Twitch.tv slash Geekade. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun. We got emoticons. Uh, we got sub badges. We got all sorts of stuff going on over there. And if you just want to pop in, say hi, give us a follow. You know we really do appreciate it. Trying to uh, spread the love, trying to spread Vestlore Global to a house near you. Maybe even your house. So guys, pop in, say hello, and we'll catch you next time on twitch.tv slash geekade. See you then, guys. Stay Vestly, keep playing games. Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geekade is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. Uh, well, thank you for listening to our commercials. And thank you for joining us for the second half of our show. We're going to talk about The Mandalorian. Uh, the Mandalorian is a, a Star Wars-related TV show that I was very excited to see. Premiered on November 12th, 2019 on Disney+. Plus. The season was eight episodes long. Uh, and instead of focusing on a single episode, we're going to be talking about the season as a whole because, well, it's pretty darn short. Yeah. Uh, I re- <laughs> did a rewatch uh, last week thinking that I'd you know j- be able to finish it just in time for the episode. And then like a day later, I was done. <laughs> I watched half the season today. Yeah. Because I realized uh, I, I was I fell behind and I was like, oh, shit, I got to watch this. It's uh, it's eight episodes at half an hour a piece. It's, uh, you know. It's like four hours. Yeah. It's like 
a little less than two movies of of show there it's a it's a good time i don't know so uh so what what did you what did you think of this evan what did you think of the mandalorian overall i enjoyed the hell out of it um i thought it was a really good take on the character they 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 visually it was stunning Mm -hmm. um there were a couple of filler episodes that i was not too fond of Mm -hmm. um I think it was like, so it ended at eight, seven and eight were great. Five and six, like when they went to the, the prison barge, uh-huh. that was, that was a, like, why, why, why give, what's his name, a, a, a role in Star Wars? Like, I, I, it just, it didn't, that did not click for me. Who? Um, The comedian, the, the, the. Oh. Bill Burr. Bill Burr. So see, okay. So that was the thing, like. In Star Wars, or any sort of, I don't know, overarching universe, when they take someone that is well-known somewhere else and try to force it in, it sticks out (laughs) to me like a sore thumb. Like... Ming... I don't even know who this guy is. I I just looked him up. I was like, oh, that character. Yeah. Who's this guy? He's a a comedian who's known for... Like, he's a, a Bostonian, and he's just over the top and that's i know him and he is known as a comedian and when i saw him with the ridiculous gun holsters and that the gun that pops out from behind him like like i don't like a third or fourth appendage i it just it just felt really out of place for what (laughs) this universe was building (laughs) see that's hilarious because i got none of that i just he was just some dude who looked vaguely familiar to me, and he just struck me as Star Wars character. Really? <laughs> he, did, like he didn't you stick out to me like at all. Out of everybody that should, like, all the, because, re- um, I. Um, the Twilight Woman is the one who pissed me off in that sh- in that episode. The one that hissed a lot? <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, oh, we're, oh, okay, sure. This is, this, you're, you're basically doing this Harley Quinn ripoff. That's adorable. Like. With tentacle head. Yeah, it's just like I have seen, I have seen this character so many times, and I just didn't think there was there was nothing special about her. And the same thing with Clancy Brown; like it seemed like such a waste of right. That was Clancy Brown, the 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 tall, devil headed guy. Like, what a freaking waste of Clancy freaking Brown! I don't know who Clancy Brown is. You keep saying it like, and I feel like now I have to go look at who Clancy Brown is. Oh. You might not know what he looks like. He does you, a ton of voice work. Yeah, you know his voice. He was Lex Luthor in the uh, Justice League cartoon. Really? Yeah, Clancy motherfucking I Brown. I do know who Clancy Brown is. Yeah, he is right? the fingerless shop teacher in Schooled. Um, that was him, huh? That yeah, was a good like, makeup job. Not it was a great. Ma- yeah, I didn't recognize him at first, and like he wasn't doing his overtly Clancy Brown voice. And he's just Highlander, Shawshank Redemption. Like, yeah, this guy's a freaking legend. And this was what you used him for in Star Wars. This, like, f- it was such a nothing character. I was not no. thrilled about that at all. With was okay. So in that episode, Mark Boone is also another character. He was from that uh, the motor the the the. The motorcycle Bobby. club, yeah, yeah, Bobby from uh, that was the one that struck out to me. That was the one that stuck out to me immediately. I was like, hey, it's Bobby from Sons of Anarchy. I'm That's... so happy he's in Star Wars. Okay, I loved seeing him because he was basically just playing that character, but 
space space version. spacey <laughs> version. I'm like, it looks like this episode is like everybody who is friends is like, hey, I want to be in something Star Wars. They put them all into this one episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it was it was a neat episode, but it certainly wasn't my favorite of the season. It just it 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 felt like it wasn't it didn't progress the story at all, and the show is doing really well with that. Like, mm. paced it out really well. Um, didn't when you've got an eight episode season when you're spending time on filler episodes like that's not doing any good world building on top of it like i'll give them some of the uh what was it the the you know training the people on the farm to fight the empire like but that introduced one of the best characters in the exactly show. <laughs> so I'll, I'll i'll give that one a pass because it did that but it's also like I've seen this story. I've seen this story in Star Wars before. <laughs> they did this exact thing. Dave Filoni himself did this better on Clone Wars. So, eh, but and and like why are you doing this when you only have this many episodes of this show? You know, tossing away on some filler is like you got to make that filler count. And it's fine to have filler because I love I have a great appreciation for filler episodes because of how much they mean to everything else around it. You know, you're in a filler episode, you are spending more time with that main character, even though it's not you know really advancing the plot. It's just giving you more time to become familiar with this main character and their mannerisms and what they do outside of the things that are happening in the main plot. They make things mean more when done properly, mm -hmm. but for all the, like we didn't really uh, the, the, his he, he used to run with a, a bad crew like okay Duh. that's all i got out of that episode yeah. and i already knew that from you know casual conversations happening throughout the season so i, I, I mean the episode before that which was the gunslinger that was the title where he was helping the the rookie bounty hunter uh -huh. if it wasn't for ming na that would have been another wasted episode for me like i it, it didn't progress the mandalorian's story or his character like nothing surprised and then they me. killed off ming na <laughs> what the yeah. hell and we don't know how or why like it was just weird those two just stood up but then episode seven like that that's that showdown like at the okay corral kind of setup uh -huh. like that was fantastic the oh, reckoning yeah. <laughs> like yeah. good titles <laughs> Very well done. Very, very westerny uh, kind of you know kind of things. I, I showed the first like the first five minutes, the first episode to my dad, and he was immediately hooked. Um, yeah. Also, <clears throat> speaking of the the look of the everything, just they got a lot of details right. I feel like. Oh yeah. I love the theme song. <coughs> like it's so simple, but it's really it really uh, resonates in me. And then the way they designed the credits to kind of look like a comic book. It, it, oh, I just loved it. It oh, made yeah. me watch every set of credits. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, and here's the concept art. Enjoy. Holy like, yes, crappers. I will sit and enjoy this. It is gorgeous. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, because not only is that interesting, like, that's really interesting, especially to the type of people who are going to watch this show. Yeah. yeah I'm waiting for really that good book point. to come out. Yeah, because that stuff was <laughs> The was art awesome. of the Mandalorian kind of thing. <clears throat> Speaking of the look of this show, I did read something that I thought was relatively fascinating is that they, they used a kind of a new technology for uh, creating the backdrops in this show. Uh, it was it was apparently some sort of big deal and I just completely missed it. But it had something to do with a new way of like it was apparently some sort of major game changer on how they do um, 
effectively green screening kind of stuff or like sets okay where they want to do digital sets uh is they they kind of work on this like giant led like screens all over the place and then they kind of take like they send somebody to location (laughs) to take all the footage nice and then they just take a whole bunch of footage so that they can manipulate it from whatever camera angles they want to and then they have the actors act on a stage where they're in that scenery but they're not actually there but it's not green screen either where they have to just pretend they're there they can see what's happening around them too and I, I think it had, had a lot to do with like how they were able to get so many grandiose different locations without having to spend the money on those kinds of locations and it was apparently some sort of like super major game changer of like well now we can do more fantastical kinds of things on TV because the budget is so much lower because of this new technology. Uh, it's, it's super fascinating stuff. I read a story about it. I'm going to uh, throw it in the show notes because I just, I found the whole thing like, wow, that's really freaking cool. Uh, and I can't wait to see what, what people do with it going forward because, uh, you know, there's a lot of TV in the works right mm-hmm. now. That's like, you know, we're talk, talking about the Lord of the Rings series and everything. And if other shows are going to start using this, this kind of technology where they don't have to haul an entire crew out to a specific location for everything or spend uh, the money on computer generated graphics. Cause that exactly. is expensive. It's very expensive and uh, less effective and, and to a lot of degrees, you know, look at the star Wars prequels, for example, episodes two and three will never look as good as even the original ones or even episode one, because they were at the shot at the time on this digital stuff that was like, well, this is how we're going to do this, right? This is the future. But it had, you know, it maxed out Uh, it, it, that, that those visuals will never get better because unlike film, it can't continue to be enhanced. So this kind of stuff is, uh, I I think it's really, really awesome. I'm, I'm very excited. I I really, really liked the look of this show. I liked all the practical effects that they were able to rope into it. You know, the baby, the the child, uh, baby Yoda, as, as people call him, uh, was such a great visual effect. Like it was, it was a puppet, but it was, you know, how did, and I wanted to ask your opinion about that. When the, the child was held anything for me, anytime it, it, Anytime it left a stationary position, it just seemed stiff, I guess. Like you're holding like a you're toy, hold, Like you're right? holding a toy. But then I thought about it. I'm like, but it's, that's what that would move like. Like, it doesn't have a lot of moving parts. It's it's this little chunk. You know? It's just this little <laughs> loaf with limbs and did giant I, ears. Like, Did I post that article <laughs> about um, that it is, it's not Yoda? That no. Favreau actually says, like the timelines don't timeline doesn't match up because apparently this takes place after Yoda dies. Oh yeah, it's one hundred percent not Yoda. Yoda. So it, it couldn't possibly be but Yoda. It's, nobody knows the name of that species. So like, what else do you want to call? See, it? but like that's yeah. the thing. If it takes place after Yoda, everybody uh-huh. and their mother should know Yoda and be like in this universe, like be familiar with a Yoda esque person that that person should they though yoda wasn't a public figure well he wasn't I no th- okay i mean he was i thought he, he led was like big the re- in the jedi world but yeah that doesn't- yeah but like we're on th- th- the thing that i think a lot of people don't take into consideration is that like 
the galaxy's huge. Like, this is space. Like, a lot of people were complaining about the new Star Wars movie. Like, how did the Emperor build a whole fleet without anybody knowing about it? It's infinite space. He just went farther. <laughs> he just went where just, nobody else was. He just went behind that planet and nobody yeah. saw him. And then he went behind like seven other planets. Like it's space. There's they go to these planets, and it's like you look at planets like the size of New Jersey. Like no, they're planets. Like there's so <laughs> there's much the out there. It's like planet. it's hard to. Like, I, and I've fallen into the trap too. Like, well, how do they not? How do these people not know what the? How could they think that the Jedi are a legend? It's like oh, because they're in. They're planets away. It's they're not everybody. Not everybody's going to reach the same information because. You know, you don't see people with TVs or anything on most of these outward outward planets. Like information doesn't get around in the Star Wars universe as much as you would think. You know, everybody knows the Emperor. People started to know Darth Vader, but there weren't like public figures or or anything like that. It was Yoda was in the the central systems. Sure, people kn- knew who Yoda was, but even before that, he, only Jedi would know who he was because they weren't really involved in anything. They were peacekeepers, but they weren't the police. They were Jedi. Mm. So. And the technology of the Star Wars universe is based on the technology of the 70s when the universe started, and it's like, well, they didn't have all this information technology that we have now. So that's, and you know, unless they end up going far far into the future in this universe that is never they're never going to have that but that's the brilliance of it because exactly it happened a long time ago (laughs) it was just technology is what it is in this long time that's why they have you know dumb looking boxy droids that walk on two feet yeah it's it's ridiculous silliness and i love it (laughs) i love it so so yes the 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 look and and all of this was great and i loved the child i loved the I loved that it was just this weird little oh crap it's a baby of whatever Yoda was like I think the the only other canon thing that I can think of was there was another Yoda-esque character like a, a woman Yoda-esque character in the background in episode one that was apparently named Yaddle so unfortunately and I'm pretty sure that's been sponged from uh <laughs> when you said that I immediately in my brain pictured the female gremlin from gremlins 2 <laughs> <laughs> which is, was I. which is the money i did yoda dressed in drag yeah i don't know if you guys uh i mean there were like literally a shit ton of baby yoda memes out there uh but there was a uh evan you probably know who gail simone is yes uh so <laughs> she started a thread on twitter one day when this show premiered of like trying to figure out if if Yoda was this child's father, then who was its mother? And the hashtag was Yoda boned it. <laughs> and and the, that female gremlin was definitely one of the entries nice. in, that, in that game. <laughs> there was a lot of good memes that came from this shit. My favorite was the baby Yoda um, frozen in carbonite. And it just yeah. said Mandalorian daycare. I just thought that was hysterical. <laughs> Well, he did seem to like it was a baby, but then at the same time, he was like, yeah, I'm just going to leave him on the ship for this episode and he'll be fine. And he was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's the that's the interesting thing about this character is like when you first find when you first found him, it's like I thought we were looking for somebody who was 50 years old. Well, species age differently, which is a really neat wrinkle because it does act like uh, it does act like a baby a lot of the times, but also not a lot of the times. Like it's clearly 
has a lot more going on in its head, mm-hmm. you know, being able to think like, well, I can heal this wound or at least I can try, you know, or, or <laughs> I want to protect you by picking this monster up. Every know? time it used its powers and then passed out, I, it, it was so, it made me giggle. <laughs> like, it was adorable. It was so cute. It, it reminds me of like when our kids were, you know, even younger <laughs> than they are now and would just like run around and exhaust themselves and then just like crash. <sighs> Wave to the hand wavy thing. And then he waves to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that was another great thing about this show is that it's, um, it really nailed the humor, mm. uh, which is, which is a, a good thing to get right on this show. Cause I was, part of me was afraid before it premiered that it was going to be all seriousness all the time. Um, and it definitely, it just feels like a live action, uh, grown up Dave Filoni Star Wars show. Like it, it runs along just like Rebels did to me. Uh, like it, it definitely has the same soul to it, which I, I, I loved. Uh, I really loved the characters. I loved, um, what Nick Nolte's, uh, hmm. I have spoken character. I loved the IG droid. Yeah. Was, yeah. The IG droid was great when they brought, brought him back. I thought that was wonderful. Um, I love Gina Carano's character. I uh, love her so much. Cara, dude, they and were, I also they, there's hmm? that 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 thing going around the internet to have her play She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Oh, yeah. I'm so on board with that. Yeah, yeah, me I'd too. be okay with that for sure. I also uh, thought that the Mandalorian, uh, whatever the the blacksmith woman, she was fucking badass. Oh yeah, I she was outstanding. the shit out of that character. I believe the actor was Emily Swift. Like we never saw her face, so no. I don't know who she is or anything she do- did. But I, I do, do we know? Is there a name? Man, it just says Mandalore. Da, 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 da. I, I wanted to know who that was because that, ca- especially in that armorer, Emily Swallow. Emily Swallow, oh. yeah. And she looks. She's Amara. Yeah. In Supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh. great. I like she looks familiar. What the hell was the Mandalorian's name again? I know they said it. Mando. Long- <laughs> yes, it's a Mando. <laughs> they said his actual name in the last episode, and I can't remember what it is now. I don't know, but I have a question for you, Chris. Go for it. Now, we all know from the very beginning he's not supposed to show his face. Uh-huh. And they did that throughout the mm-hmm. entirety of the season, uh-huh. except for once. Uh-huh. Did you think that was a cheap thing, or is it, was it a good thing for the story? I thought that was a great thing for the story. Good. I thought it was nice to be able to see his face, and I really liked the the handling of that droid and his relationship with droids in this show, and I thought that was a very cool <laughs> loophole around saving his life. I thought that was a really cool scene. When the IG-11 started going, no, 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 I'm a, I'm a nanny droid now. That's what I do. I'm a nanny. <laughs> I am a violent nanny. I will kill you to protect the child. That was that was wonderful. Okay. Uh, it really, they. I, I thought that scene was great. I really liked that. I am very confused by the whole helmet thing, though, because that's new. That's never been a thing uh, that Mandalorians can't take off their helmets. But of course, this whole thing where there's only a handful of Mandalorians left. Well, I and, think like, that was the th- is new. That was a thing. That wasn't that part of it because of them getting wiped out. Mm-hmm. That they became ultra secretive. Yeah, and that that's it's very interesting to me. I want to know more about that because uh, they've filled out at Dave Filoni, the showrunner, has filled out a lot of Mandalorian uh, mythos between the Clone Wars and Rebels, and two very different 
segments of time in the Mandalorian, uh, <laughs> the Mandalorian universe, like, uh, the planet of Mandalore, um, when it was introduced in clone wars, like there was established stuff in the expanded universe or whatever, but the first time they really chunked it in there was in the clone wars. And it was a pacifist planet, mm. uh, which was fascinating to me. I was like, and the fans hated this. They were outraged. Like, how dare you make the Mandalorians a bunch of pacifists. And then like an episode later, you find out that, Oh no, they didn't always used. They weren't always pacifists. This is the current government has changed the Mandalorian planet into a planet of pacifism. And there's an extremist group called Death Watch that's the Mandalorians that you know from, you know, your fan fiction of Boba Fett and whatnot. Mm. And uh, there's a lot of wacky, interesting politics that deal with uh, Death Watch trying to take Mandalore back over. And then by the end of Clone Wars, Mandalore is back into being, a, you know, a more violent uh, universe. And then when Rebels rolls around, uh, Rebels takes place uh, before and after this show, kind of. Uh, Rebels is about the formation of the Rebel Alliance, so it's uh, it's right before uh, A New Hope. So yeah, it takes place before this show, but no, yeah, it all takes place before the show. Sorry, I got my timeline all screwed up, because uh, it ends with uh, right after uh, Return of the Jedi. So yeah, good times. Um that was uh, with the Mandalorians were more, you know, back into their whole, you know, uh, being all about their armor and being all about their weapons and stuff. Because uh, you know, by the end of the Clone Wars, the whole pacifism, pacifism thing wasn't really working out for them because their uh, leaders got killed and everything. Right. But um, the mask thing, the, the helmet thing was, again, not a thing. You know, they would take off their helmets all the time to talk to each other. And it was just like their armor was very important to them. And there was all very personalized and, and all that jazz that we get in this show. But, uh, that also kind of leads to the dark saber, which is, that was a big deal at the end of this. Uh, so explain that to me. All right. So what's his name? Um, Moff Gideon, Moff Gideon, which uh, not going to lie. One of my like top three favorite characters <laughs> of this show. Oh, he's great. Oh. He's great. Wow. Oh, Giancarlo Esposito is wonderful, and I love seeing him in super cool villain roles. And <laughs> What else have you seen him in? <laughs> oh, geez. I've seen him in... No, no, no. Um, no, no, no. As a, other than oh. super cool villain roles. Ah, good point. I can't think <laughs> Every of Every time he shows up on screen, I'm like, oh, there's the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought he was great. I loved... Uh, you know, You can't talk about him without talking about those stormtroopers in the beginning of the last episode. <laughs> Oh my god! It, they're they're catalog they're 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 IMDb'd as Bike Scout Trooper One and Bike Scout Trooper Two. They are by they were my favorite parts, and even I'm gonna take away the communication. I'm gonna take away all the dialogue that they had. The fact that the two of them sat there and shot at that thing, and both of them missed. It. One of them took the gun and shook it like it was the gun's fault. Fantastic. <laughs> Uh, and I don't know if you guys saw any uh, after that episode was released any uh, news about who those guys actually were. It, I did, yeah. One of them was Jason Sudeikis, and yeah, and the other one's Adam Pally, who you you don't know, but he was on uh, Mindy Project yep. and a bunch of other stuff. I recognized both of them, <laughs> and they got some serious, like jokingly uh, Twitter hate for punching Baby Yoda. <laughs> Well, I mean, <laughs> Baby Yoda did bite one of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
didn't you just hear me? He just killed like eight of his own guys just to make a point. I'm not going. <laughs> Still he just shot one of his generals for interrupting him, so we could be here a while. <laughs> I, I love that because you know that's the kind of shit that Vader would pull all the time. Like the bad guys in Star Wars kill the other bad guys constantly, and, and it, I, it oh. goes back to the the, Kylo, the <coughs> Kylo Ren's tantrums and the stormtroopers coming down yep. the hall too. Mm -hmm. Anywho. Anywho, so <laughs> Moff Gideon, uh, in the last episode of the show, uh, he gets shot down in his TIE fighter, and then he busts out of it by using a black lightsaber, which is kind of a big deal for those of us who are super deep into the lore nerds. Um, the Darksaber made its first appearance, at least in, in you know movement, in animated whatever, uh, in the Clone Wars. Uh, and it was just kind of, it was pulled out by a Mandalorian, um, who was part of Death Watch, and uh, used to fight Jedi and stuff. It was a black lightsaber, and we didn't get a lot of history, other than that it had been stolen from a Jedi temple. Then in Rebels, we got its its full history. Uh, the Darksaber was crafted by the first Mandalorian Jedi. Ooh. Um, and then when that Jedi, uh, died, the, uh, Jedi council, like it was captain a Jedi temple and then Mandalorians, uh, involved in death watch eventually raided the temple and stole it. Uh, and then that saber was used to, as like kind of a status symbol for, uh, certain groups. Like anybody who wielded the dark saber was like, <clears throat> oh, you won that by you know winning in combat, obviously. So, uh, you are respected enough to be a leader. And there was a whole plot line around that in, uh, star Wars rebels. Um, uh, the character Sabine Wren wound up giving it to, uh, this other character, not, yeah, this is, it gave it to this other character that wound up being in charge of, um, uh, a, a giant segment of Mandalore. And clearly that character is dead now, uh, as is most of Mandalore, and somehow Moff Gideon got his hands on the Darksaber. Well, that makes is... sense because, uh, you know, they said Moff Gideon knew his name because mm -hmm. he was there at the Siege of Mandalore. So it makes sense that if that the person who had it before died there, that, you know... That, that thread connects. Yeah, no, it definitely does. It's outstanding, and I just want to know more. Uh, it's, it's really cool to see it in live action because it's such a neat piece of uh, Star Wars tech, you know, because the blade itself is so different from any other lightsaber. You know, it's it looks more like a blade than just like a straight laser kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. It's a it's just such a fascinating design, and it was really cool to see it in live action and... Oh man, the the stuff training with the uh, training Sabine how to use the dark saber was really cool. It gets got got into a lot of like lightsaber lore and how they work, and that's just super awesome stuff. So I was I was thrilled to see that pop up because like the whole time I'm watching this, it's like this whole take on Mandalorians is definitely it fits. If you if you look at it, you know, with the siege of Mandalore and the fact that the planet's been all ruined and whatnot, it definitely fits to an extent. But it's like this is not what Mandalorians were last we saw them. And then seeing the dark saber show up, it was just a a very nice uh, confirmation that they are not ignoring uh, any of the this past stuff. That they're they're following that story, and I, I think that's really really great. I loved uh, pretty much all this show. Um, it definitely had you know a, a couple of issues, like all things Star Wars. Mm -hmm. It's not perfect, but if you watch it 
like I watch fantasy where I, I hate to use the term turn off your brain because that's not that's not what you do. It's it's a it's such a common criticism I've seen with you know the new Star Wars movies. Like oh, if you go and turn off your brain, just don't think about it. I guess you can you could like it. Like that's not what you do, or at least that's not what I do. I I don't turn my brain off. I just use it differently. It's 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 fantasy. It's imagination. I I view it like I am a child watching something like this. It makes me feel like a kid. It makes me feel like I'm escaping and I don't overanalyze this kind of stuff. And the stuff that I do is just all the fun little minutiae stuff, not overanalyzing like, well, this character's something wouldn't react this way because this is the way I think this character would go or, or that kind of malarkey. Uh, it's, it's well thought out enough to be fun. And that's what I loved so much about it is this was a star Wars TV show. Um, and it wasn't about the force. It wasn't about the Jedi. It had, you know, certainly enough ties to it to be still part of the star Wars universe, but I love it. I love seeing really cool new stories that don't revolve around the Skywalker saga. Mm. Um, what, you know, it's, it's one of the things I loved most about Rebels was that it was a story about Jedi that had almost it had nothing to do with the Skywalkers. Like the closest relation you get to that is Ahsoka as uh, uh, Anakin's old Padawan. Like that's the closest you get to that. There was a mention of Luke in there once because he was a child and Obi-Wan was involved. But I love the expanded universe, and I love that there are very clearly more stories to tell in the Star Wars universe during all kinds of different time periods, and it doesn't have to tie into that, you know, that one central thing uh, all that deeply. So I'm very interested to find out more about the child. Apparently, they do they do have a name for that ca- character. That that critter has a name, uh, Steve, but they're not saying it. <laughs> yeah, I do. I think it's Steve. Stoda. Stoda. Karen, Steve Yoda. Yeah. What did you think? Oh, I don't know. what can I say that Chris has not already said? <laughs> um, I I enjoyed it. I mean, I'm I'm I, I'm a big Star Wars fan of the movies. I am not the super fan nerd that Chris is of the all the extended universe, and, and I I I have nothing against that stuff. I just haven't do- divin it. Do- well, words are really hard. I haven't dived as deep as Chris has into all of that. Um, but I found it really enjoyable. Uh, I don't even, I didn't even have the problems that you guys had. I was like, filler episode? Okay, the show is fun. I don't care. Like, didn't bother me any. Uh, you know, there's some cool people in it. I enjoyed seeing Amy Sedaris. Nobody, uh, nobody mentioned that yet, that her cameo as the mechanic on that one planet. That she was like kind of mechanic slash babysitter wait a second oh yeah she was great she was fantastic she was she was she was quite i yeah again the whole like baby yoda thing where he just leave it on the ship yeah and i love it when she was just like you can't just leave a kid on a ship like that it is her uh-huh so okay what what else do i know her she's from elf like I was I looked at her and I was like that wig is not doing her justice I could see her but I can't remember from what uh, I think she might be the person who was the, the lead of Strangers with Candy mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah oh she voices Princess Carolyn on Bojack Horseman 
see, I, I, I don't know a lot of her stuff. I don't know very well. Um, I recognize her, but I don't know her very well. I never really watched strangers with candy uh, and a lot of the stuff that she's done, but Kimmy ah, Schmidt she, is what I recognized her from. She was on, she's on Bojack Horseman. That's awesome. Princess Carolyn's a really good character. Cool, man. So, yeah, uh, I like Mandalorian. Uh, I would like to have more Mandalorian, please. Yeah, and they, we are getting and it. We are the day getting the, more, uh, like, mercifully. Yeah, the day the last episode aired, they announced that it had been renewed, like, you know, surprise. <laughs> just... That was a tough day, the day that it was released, because it was, like, the Friday after Christmas, and uh, we had to work but most of the rest of the internet did not. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is a dead day at work, and I you know, have nothing to do but hang out on the internet, but I can't hang out on the internet because the last episode of the season finale of Mandalorian came out. Yeah, and I got spoiled on the... That uh, was actually funny. I was avoiding social media most of that day because I didn't want to get spoiled on Mandalorian, but I got spoiled that the Darksaber was on it because completely independently of that show i was just thinking about the dark saber because john had been asking me about what the different colored lightsabers meant and uh you know i was telling him like well there's the purple one and the green green and blue and red are the more common ones but there's the occasional purple one and some white ones and yellow ones and there was one black one and i was just thinking about all that and i decided to do a little research on the meanings of the different colored sabers and like i just looked up the dark saber and like what does the dark saber on the mandalorian mean i'm like son of a bitch (laughs) (laughs) son of a bitch ah you guys sound like the IT guy that was in my cube this morning for two hours. The, I, the, the, uh, the episode where they were going to that prison barge, the robot driving the ship was the IT crowd. Guy. Was the IT crowd. Was Richard Iowata, yeah. yeah. They handled droids very well in this one. I, think, I, I feel like there's a lot of um, new Star Wars that wants to emulate um, the success of Alan Tudyk in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. which was amazing. Uh, K2SO was just a, a really, really great take on droids. And I feel like the Phoebe Waller-Bridge one really missed the mark in Solo. And I was glad that they kind of they kind of got their groove back uh, in Mandalorian a, a bit with the, the IG droid and um, that one uh, pilot droid in that one episode. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's definitely a lot to be done with droids and humor and just making them interesting characters and you've seen that you, we've seen that in other Star Wars mythos over the years um, definitely you know when people saw the IG unit they assumed oh crap is the, are they bringing IG eighty eight into this that's a, another bounty hunter droid that has a whole history throughout the expanded universe uh, which this definitely wasn't that it was IG eleven but uh, regardless. I'm I'm happy to see where they're going with droids. Um, I was just, just a quick side story that I was just really bummed that I really wanted to like Phoebe Waller Bridge's droid in Solo, and I just think that the comedy didn't quite land, and it's a huge bummer because I think she's phenomenal. But uh, yeah, well, she just won a couple Golden Glo- Globes, so she's doing all right. Yeah, she's don't doing, you worry about her. She's doing great. I, I'm I'm super happy for her. It's just. I wish they, anytime I see somebody awesome show up in the Star Wars universe and then not get used in a way that's like wonderful, kind of makes me sad. Like, I can't believe they killed off uh, Agent May like that. Like, what the hell, man? <laughs> yeah. 
why, why a, are you gonna why are you gonna so kill her off <laughs> missed opportunity seriously they gave that, that guy that guy the the useless bounty hunter that just wanted to be in the guild they gave him more of a spotlight than may yeah Mistake. not cool man not cool. Like I really wanted, I really wanted to see her come back in future episodes. Why not leave that door open? Why did you have to kill her? And again, same thing. Clancy Brown. Why are you going to use him like that just to make him a big dumb guy? Come on, Clancy Brown is way more than big dumb guy. How dare you? Way more than big dumb guy. Which yeah, that. So I actually voiced this out loud when I saw that episode end, and they were all locked away. And then they killed May. And I was like, wait, they let those three or four live and they killed off May. Well, yeah, they let who's these making idiots. those options? Who's making these those decisions? These ones are going to come back, seriously. I'm Because you know they're going to come back. We're going to have to see these guys again. We're going to have to see the stupid hissing Twilight girl that's like, okay, Harley Quinn's great. Like, thanks for making this character again. Yay. Uh, Whatever. All right. At least all her, at all, least her dumb boyfriend seemed to have bit it. Great. I mean, I guess I didn't see a body, but I sure hope he's was her dead. Brother. Yeah, it was her brother. Yeah. Brother, not boyfriend. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. That guy. Could have been her boyfriend, too. They, That's how little their, I cared about we don't know him. Their species. I, there was, n- there was absolutely nothing likable or interesting about him. Just, well, that's a, that's an evil guy. <laughs> you know, you could tell cool. because he had scars on his tentacle head thing. That made yeah. him evil. He's a bad Boo. guy. Thumbs down. It did seem that uh, Bobby got away, though. That makes me happy. I want him back on all things. I love that guy. <laughs> all right. Anyway, that's going to wrap us up for today. Uh, so, so what do you think? Mandalorian. Thumbs up from everybody? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Heck yeah. What I a wonderful spoken. show. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so glad that we finally got to talk about it. And hooray for... Uh, the Mandalorian. So uh, that's going to be our show. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Once again, you can get in touch with us at com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade, find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels. For all our latest video content, follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow this show specifically at Twebcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Uh, Karen, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at shoot underscore the underscore moon on Twitter. That's me personally. And my stitching account is STM Stitches on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, which you, uh, if you so interested as to want to do something to help Australia, I am at this moment completing a uh, cross stitch of a co- cute little koala that I will be putting up on social media later this week and auctioning and the proceeds will go to help the animals in Australia. So look out for that. STM stitches. Excellent. What about you, Evan? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm barely showing up at geekade underscore Evan. <laughs> there you go. How's that? Is that good? It's per- perfect. Flawless. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Uh, so, Evan, you're up next. What's our homework? So, I was having a, a little bit of a problem trying to figure out what we were going to watch, um, but I... I came to this conclusion. I may need your assistance in the pronunciation. It is Gendi Tartakovsky's 
Primal. Oh, nice. A Tale of Savagery, episode one. I have not seen any of it. it I haven't either. There's five episodes. I'm, I remember seeing like the trailer for this way back when, and that's that's the homework. It's Gendy, right? Gendy, Gendy Tartakovsky, yes. Gendy Tartakovsky, Primal Tales of Savagery, season one, episode one. Is there a title for it? There might be. I don't know. Well, we'll find out, and we'll tell you all about it next week on this week's episode. So that's going to be it for us tonight. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. On behalf of Evan, Karen, and myself... uh, (laughs) Keep watching television? (laughs) Keep watching television. No, I'm Chris. I'm Karen. (laughs) I have spoken! (laughs) See you next time. And this concludes our broadcast day.